You are listening to a Trav Market Media podcast. Explore the network at travmarketmedia.com. Please subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. Thank you for choosing a Trav Market Media podcast. Enjoy the show. Hi, it's Megan, host of Travel Radio Podcast, a proud member of the Trav Market Media Podcast Network. Would you take a moment now to like, subscribe, and review the podcast? You can also reach me at info at travelradiopodcast.com, or you could reach the network at travmarketmedia.com. Travel professional or aspiring professional traveler, I'm so thankful you tuned in. Now, let's dig into where our ears will travel today. Hello, and welcome to Travel Radio Podcast. I am pleased this week to have a new guest with me, Therese Chu Bermudez. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Megan. Before we get started, you are a member of our new, wonderful Trav Market Media Podcast Network. Will you tell us a little bit about your podcast? I co-host the Tin Lounge um, with my colleague, Kareem Johnson, and our podcast basically gives other travel, prof- uh, travel professionals the latest travel industry news. So that's what Tin stands for, and I'm super excited to be on the network with you. Okay, great. Tin, travel industry news. Perfect. I was actually wondering <laughs> what that meant. Awesome. Thanks for explaining for the dummies yeah. like me. So how can people find you online if they want to follow along while they're listening? Um, They can go to any of the listening platforms or where they get their podcasts, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. Um, And they can also head over to, is it travmarketmedia.com, where they can find our podcasts as well. Yep, that's travmarketmedia.com. And if people who happen to be travelers and not necessarily travel agents listening, how could they contact you if they wanted help planning their vacation? You can find me on um, online at getoutcustomtravels.com. I also have um, an Instagram account. The handle is getoutcustomtravels as well as on Facebook. So feel free to hit me up there. Great. I will put links to all those things in the show notes. So if you scroll through the show notes, you can find Teresa there. Now, what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the Malia Orlando celebration. And I had the opportunity to spend a few nights there last week. And I was really excited to do it because it's one of the first fams (laughs) that we've done or that I've done since the pandemic. And what I was really interested in um, observing, it was mostly, you know, what new measures are they taking? Now, my understanding is that you went for kind of as a guinea pig or something. What Tell us about this event you went to. Yeah, it was for one of their pilot programs that they're trying to implement um, when it, I think it, they were explaining it to me like it's like an influencer program, but they want travel advisors in those positions versus just like a regular, you know, Instagram influencer who just goes around taking pretty pictures. So I was their guinea pig. It was just me. Oh, it was <laughs> just you. What an honor that is. It was is. just me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really exciting. And I didn't realize the scope or the extent of the program until I was actually in it. So it was definitely a learning process for me um, to be there. 
Really, congratulations. That's a big compliment to be singled out for this program. So will you tell us a little <laughs> yeah. bit about the traveler profile? Who would be a guest at this property? Definitely, I would say groups. Um, it's near Disney. It's in the celebration area. And I believe it's like 15 minutes away from Disney. And the hotel does provide transportation um, to the ticketing center at, you know, before you head to Magic Kingdom. Um, but it's great for families. They have all kinds of room categories from your standard room to two bedroom suites with a full kitchen um, and two bathrooms as well. So it's great for groups, even if you're doing like a bachelorette party where you want to do something like, you know, drink around the world at Epcot or something, and you just want some place that's not within Disney, you want something a little bit outside of it. This property is perfect. And it's only a six minute drive to Celebration, the little town nearby where there are like shops and restaurants. Um, so it's a really, it's a really convenient hotel if you're not set on staying in Disney itself. Yeah. And this is actually a Disney good neighbor property. Yeah, it is a good neighbor property. It has to meet certain standards um, in order to be part of that program. And now a quick break from our sponsor. So then have you been to any of the properties in Cancun and can you make a comparison? How does it match up to the level of luxury or accommodation? I have done site inspections at their properties in Cancun. And the one in Orlando, it's a completely different experience. And within the Malia brand itself, they have different tiers of luxury. Um, So it just depends on what it's called. I think the highest level is like the Malia Grand or the Grand Reserve. Um, but the one in the one in Orlando, one of the biggest differences, obviously, the one in Orlando is not all inclusive, like the resorts um, in Mexico. Um, the the hotel in Orlando it was takeover, so it used to be something else, and so they took it over. And while I was there, they were telling me their plans for renovating the space to make it more like the Bolia look. Um, so they're modernizing a lot of the common areas. Um, and while I was there, they actually had their executive chef um, who works for all the Malia brands in the Americas. He flew from the Dominican Republic. He's Brazilian, so he's, but he lives in the DR. So he flew up to work with the kitchen staff and the chef at the Malia Orlando to develop a new menu with new menu items. So, and we got to try a lot of their um, new menu items and they were so good. So I'm really excited to see how the Malia Orlando changes in the future. Yeah, that's exactly why I wanted to ask this question because from the pictures, it doesn't seem consistent across the brand, but I get it. Yeah. They're going to redo it, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. And they just had a new general manager as well. So he, is, I think he's been with Malia for almost 20 years. And so he just started at the Malia Orlando. And while I was there, you could see that he was working with other Malia staff to just figure out what changes they wanted to make. And they're also changing up the rooms and everything too. So um, their timeline was maybe within the next couple of months, they're going to have most of the things completed. All right, great info. So let's get into the thing that's top of everyone's mind right now, especially mine as I am still living in a long stay hotel. Let's talk about hygiene. How were they doing? They did an excellent job. And I was very, very particular in terms of making sure all the um, guidelines were being followed. I'm a stickler for that. Um, 
I, I'm just like, you have to follow the rules. I'm always a robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll do, I'll do audits, uh, health audits. But anyway, you walk into the lobby and the first thing you notice are these sanitizing mats on the ground for the bottoms of your shoes, as well as your luggage. So it'll sanitize the bottom of your shoes. And then you'll head to this little contraption where they will take your temperature. So there's a screen there with a camera. And so you'll look directly at the camera and they'll take your temperature. And so if you're in a normal range, you'll be like, please proceed to check in. But if you're not, it'll say, please see like a staff member for further instructions. And there was one time where I was doing an Instagram live and we had started outside. So my phone was really hot. Um, and so when we got inside and I was trying to show the, um, the process of getting your temperature taken, it was like 127 degrees. Please see a front desk staff member for further instructions. So I was like, oh no, that's my phone. That's not me. Oh my gosh, it works. So it works. Um, but you know, even up to the front desk, they have like a plexiglass thing between you and the front desk agent and they have PPE kits for guests. And in the PPE kits, they have gloves, they have a mask, they have um, sanitizing wipes, and I think they have, like, hand sanitizer as well. So guests are free to take one of those PPE kits, and they have a little cup with, um, like, a sanitizing solution for you to drop in used key cards. But I think they're moving away from key cards as part of their renovation. So you'll get something like a bracelet or something, Um to open your room. Okay. Hygiene is good to go. What about food and on-site dining? We already heard they've had training from a new master chef. What was it like on the dining facilities on property? They were using those QR codes for their menus to, for you to find online. And if your phone doesn't have that capability, they have uh, paper menus that are one use. And they were also social distancing um, with their table placement. Okay, so no buffets, everything is order off the menu. Exactly. I think they used to have a buffet, but obviously that had to change. Of course. What about room service? I actually did not utilize room service, but there is that option if you choose to do so. Um, And one thing I really wanted to touch on, um, just adding on to the hygiene within the rooms, they have sanitized those high-touch areas like the remote controls and the phone. And even before you get into the room, they have a little seal on it that tells you that it's been sanitized. So once you break the seal, you're the first person in there after it's been sanitized. Um, they have one of those little Mr. Guns. And in the kitchen itself, they sanitize everything in the kitchen. And they put that same seal over those cupboards. So you know that everything in there has been cleaned. Oh, wow. I wish the hotel I was at was doing these same types of standards or really to that extent. Um, Now, if you want to see everything that Melia is doing, I will paste it into the show notes and I will also paste a link to their webpage where you can see it for yourself and any updates that may have happened Mm -hmm. uh, in the lag time between when this was recorded and when this is posted. Yeah. And if you go onto my Instagram page, I do have a Melia Orlando highlight area um, where I did it in Instagram story. So I do touch on the safety standards within that story. So if you want to see it in real life uh, or like the way I saw it, you can go ahead and check that out. Yep. I will try to link to that. So go ahead in the show notes and you'll be able to click through to that. And then just as a matter of mentioning, 
they are no longer offering rollaway beds or cribs, but typically those things are pretty dingy anyway, so it's best to just bring your own or plan on not using them. They are no longer available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the and the rooms have, if you do like a suite, they have um, those pull-out sofas. So if you have like extra guests, they have pull-out sofas, and they are memory foam pull-out sofas. So it's not one of those things where you pull the short straw and you are stuck on the pull-out sofa and you have like a coil digging into your back. I've been one of those people and I'm like, never again. (laughs) Yes, I totally get that. That is often the mom job to sleep on the fold-out or whatnot. (laughs) But one thing I hope doesn't change about this property is that it is dog-friendly. No cats, but dogs. It is dog-friendly. Yes. So the limit used to be 35 pounds, but they've recently increased it to 50 pounds because they wanted to include service dogs. And service dogs tend to be on the larger side, you know, your labs and stuff like that. So they've increased it to 50 pounds and they even have a dog park oh, on wow, property. That's great. Yeah. So the, the dog park, yeah, the dog park has one side for smaller dogs and like another side for larger dogs. So if you want to separate your, separate out your little dogs, um, you can do that. And they um, group the pet-friendly rooms in one area. And that's the area that's closest to the dog park. Okay, that's great. You'll see in the show notes that it does state that they want a maximum of two dogs of under 35 pounds, but maybe for service dogs, it's a different answer. So just make sure you check that before you go ahead and book those pet-friendly rooms. So thinking about those two-bedroom suites, do they have any restrictions on, say, how many people can be in a room at one time or if there are limits on people who are non-family members occupying rooms together? Um, They did not mention any of those rules um, while I was there, Um, but honestly, I didn't ask, so that's a great question. Um, But their two-bedroom suites, they can sleep, I think, up to like six to eight people um, within those rooms. Yeah. So, uh, it's definitely great for those family members, um, who the parents want their own room and then their kids can have their, their, you know, little play area or something. So they don't just disturb the parents, but, um, this is great because they don't, they didn't really really give me quite a bit at the same time. And so this still allows parents to have a date night with a bottle of wine or depending where you are and it doesn't fit in the fridge properly, a box of wine, but that's a really good option. But let's talk about, um, Mm -hmm. you know, these gap policies between occupation of guests. (laughs) How long between when one guest leaves and one guest checks in are these rooms vacant? Yeah. Well, I was on property. They advised me that the gap was 48 hours between um, checking out and then the next person checking in. Okay, great. I wish it was 72 hours, but I'll take 48 hours. Um, before we move on or before we close out, is there anything else that we should talk about about this property, maybe um, to help guests consider to choose this property or to tell guests why this might not be the property for them? I mean, I can't foresee any clients who wouldn't um, want to stay at this property, especially if they're going to Disney. I mean, it's not ultra luxe by any means. It's like a very standard hotel that's a little bit, I guess it would be like slightly above standard. Um, 
So right now, a lot of, like with all hotels, some of their amenities are not operating. For example, if the pool bar is not operating, but typically they do have one. So um, you can, but you can always go inside to the lobby bar and order something and, um, you know, bring it out to the pool. Um, and if you don't want to eat on the hotel property, it's perfectly fine because you have multiple options just six minutes away at Celebration. So, um, yeah, so it's definitely a hotel that I probably will go back to once they make all their renovations. And it's great for staycations, too. So if you are in, like, you know, the Central Florida area or nearby and you just want to go someplace but remain close, it's a great option for that. So there's a shuttle from this property, correct? Yes. Yep. They had to stop it during the pandemic, but they, re- they restarted it last Friday. So it does loops to the Disney properties, but does it also go to Celebration? Um, I think you can request that it goes to Celebration because it's so close. And I forgot to mention that um, one of their amenities, they don't have a gym on property, but they do have a relationship with the Advent Health um, across the street. And they have transportation to take you there if you don't want to walk across the street to go to the gym. But this gym is like state-of-the-art gym. There's a spa there. um, And they do comply with like the highest standards in terms of health protocols. Once you get into Advent Health, like at the door, they'll check your temperature and they'll give you a brand new mask. So you're not wearing your old mask into the facility. So you get a brand new mask and then they do that with everyone who goes in and they are very great about enforcing those rules. Um, And yeah. And one of the things that they are adding at the Malia that I forgot to mention earlier is that they are going to have certain rooms that are fitness rooms. So they are, they've ordered Pelotons. They've ordered those mirrors. Yeah. They, they've ordered those mirrors where you can like work out to whatever workouts in the mirror. Um, I think there's one more thing they had ordered, but I can't recall right now, but those rooms can be booked for your stay if you want to, or if they're not being used, you can book that room for like an hour at a time and do your workout there. And then they'll sanitize it. Um, and then I think it's like each gap is like an hour and a half to give you time to work out and for them to sanitize the room. This is really good information. I guess the only thing to ask now is when can people go? Yeah, you can go anytime. I mean, if you want it to be renovated, um, it'll be like maybe in the next month or two. But otherwise, I thought it was really comfortable um, and great the way it was, um, even without all the new renovations. But I know it's going to be beautiful once those are done. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It was a pleasure to review the Malia with you. Thanks so much for having me. You are very welcome. This is Megan Chapa of the Travel Radio Podcast saying good night. You're listening to a Trav Market Media Network podcast, a podcast designed for you, the travel professional. Is there something you would like to hear or do you have feedback? Please write to us at podcasts at travmarketmedia.com. Again, that's podcasts with an S at travmarketmedia.com.